Andrea will be joining us shortly. So let's start the show. What's up, everybody? It's the ID84 show live here. Episode 186, the 7th of July, 2001, Year of the Lord. I'm back to drinking again. We took the month of June off from drinking, but you know what? I did what I had to do. Did we had to do? And uh, today's a show day, so show day qualifies for a night of drinking. Um, and I am going to the gym uh, now, so I mean, I can help out with the calories a bit like that. And I just cut out the sugar in the uh, bread, so I could still have a beverage of some sort. So everything's okay. I'm not really concerned. I don't think two beers during the show is going to uh, throw me off track for the fucking rest of the day. Uh, no, you know? it shouldn't. Uh, you gotta, you gotta, and we okay. all need a vice occasionally. You know? yep. Especially after the week, this the car's still in the shop. They have no idea what's wrong with the Jeep. It's been there since what? Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday, they flooded the Jeep on me. So I want to say thank you to the dealership for uh, leaving the car off the roof off during a rainstorm. Um, and we haven't heard from them since. So I will be calling them tomorrow morning once the shop opens to figure out where the fuck the car is because now it's been officially a week. So yeah, it's been a, you haven't really heard from them other than after when they flooded it since then. You haven't called, you haven't checked. I didn't um your wife barge in there and she did make a ruckus. Susie J did yell at them and ask them what the fuck happened with the car. Supposedly she said it looked okay and it smelled fine. So I'm pretty confident that they're probably gonna take extra uh, steps to make sure the car is very detailed and clean. So I'm uh I can't imagine them half assing that because that just would be really, really bad if that's the case. So it, it'd be funny if they re-rig the wiring so when you put your blinker on, your horn goes off. <laughs> that'd be funny. That'd just be an asshole move right there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure in the old cars, there's probably something that could easily be done. Like the old, yeah. old like I can't the new cars might be a little bit difficult, but I'm sure there's a way to figure it out. That happened on my mom's Astro van. If you put her high, she put her high beams on the windshield wipers would go off. Get out of here, really? <laughs> I'm not I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Fucking awesome. So we, get, we got uh, Andrea Allen joining us in a few. We're going to bring her in in about 10 minutes or so. She'll be joining us from, should we play the game where she's from? Or did you already do some research on it? I don't know where she's from. I'm confident she's in New York right now, but that doesn't okay. mean she's from there. Okay. So I don't know where she's from. I started to listen to one of, one of her podcasts, and it sounded good. But with the day I had listening to two women yeah. talk constantly was was just wearing on me. Oh, I can only <laughs> imagine one usually enough. Now we have two of them; it's just too much, you know. She seems like a cool chick, so I mean, I'm interested in, in, in uh, talking to her. Seems and we'll we'll find out in a few but, minutes. But uh, that was this week, yeah, so it's been a while. Fourth of July. Did you do anything extraordinary and fun? No, uh, shitty. It was. Uh, I felt like. It, it felt like less of a 4th of July than last year for some reason, even though COVID's over. The weather sucked. Uh, it did. 3rd of July was what, Saturday. Uh, I was supposed to do a cook. I was supposed to go to a cookout. The cookout got canceled. Um, we had my little cousin's graduation party that night, so we did that. And then uh, on the 4th, it was shitty. We went to my aunt's house, and we just, I just sat around and drank all day. So that was a nice uh, cheat day right there. And not, not much productivity that day as well. And then uh, Monday, we went to the batting cages and driving range. And I do have to brag a little bit. I haven't swung a baseball bat and probably at this point, oof, I don't know, seven years. And I would say I was in the medium speed softball. So I'm not going to go and say I was going fastball, baseball pitching. But in medium speed softball, I was probably nine out of ten every time I went up there with a direct oh, nice. so softball. 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 But compared Still to good. compared to everyone else I went with, they couldn't hit the fucking broadside of the bottom. My little cousin Malik was pretty good. He was pretty digging them. Once he made contact, he was digging them. Uh, Sue was just making everyone nice and cool while she swung the bat. My brother-in-law, who was bragging about how great of a softball player he is. Uh, missed more than he hit. And I was just like, I thought you were supposed to be the guy who's supposed to be uh, showing us all up here. Mr. I'm in a beer league, softball league. Yeah. So <laughs> we went to Richardson's to go there. Oh, nice. nice. I do have to say my driving at the driving range was not as good, though. I was a little rusty. I haven't swung a golf club in uh, two years. So, but I've been swinging a baseball bat since I was four years old. So I think you really don't lose that rhythm or momentum, you know? The outdoor batting cages in Woburn have an outdoor softball and baseball one. They have a super fast baseball. Yeah. Right? I don't know how fast it is. It's over 75 miles an hour. I know that. Right. Okay. And I was just excited to foul back two. Yeah. Big <laughs> right? I, I was happy to foul off two back. And that was good for me. Um, 
Where in oh, Auburn is it? Um, it's like kind of near uh, the com- not kind of near Cummins Park. You know that is right. Kinda. Oh yeah, yeah. I know exactly. What it is. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. All right, yeah. Yeah, it's like kind of set way back. It's back there though. Um, I got I got really high on Friday and Saturday, and I remember I was paranoid that we did have work. I got paranoid that we had work Monday, and you were yeah. fucking with me. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I know you were because I was reading your text messages about you oh, being no. Pluto. I didn't text about that. Yeah, I was on Pluto. I was on. I was texting about Pluto. I wasn't. I was worried about work though. Yeah. But I knew, we didn't have work. I knew that. I, was I like, had I'm a dream about work that I had quit and I went to the last company I worked for. And my first day at the old company I worked for, I immediately regretted my decision. And I woke up and I had to think about it for a second. And I think it was after the edibles had kicked in. That uh-huh. I was one of those nights, you know, and I relaxed a little bit and kind of just flow. Um, I do remember, I was like, wow, why would I make that decision? Because I think I, I was talking to some old coworkers. Um, early late late last week about the old okay. place and how much of a shithole it is and how much of it's a fucking giant garbage fire. So like in my mind, it would be like a really bad decision to go back work in there. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, checks and balances, I guess. Yeah, I'm looking at what I texted you, and Google. yeah, I was. Yeah, was very interesting. First of all, it was the Bobby uh, Bonita um, text with the picture of Ken Griffey Jr. But that was a cognitive thought because it does the headline does say Bobby Bonilla and it I was I was convinced that wasn't and you were you said to me yes that you're right it's not Bobby Bonilla. Bonilla it's King Griffey Jr. definitely the junior um and the only reason I know that for a fact is because during that day July first where Bobby gets his one million dollars um he someone posted a picture online of a of a card of his from like the Mets from like two thousand something and I was like and he's like how many do you think this card is worth. A million dollars a year. And and then I went on, and this is where I go off the rails, and you said you were jealous I was on Pluto, and I said, it's cold and so far away, great cell service, though, and the women are hot, but it's the ultimate tease because you can't have sex with them. If you do, her vagina bites her dick off after orgasm, and she kills you, so beware if you ever go. Pluto women are evil. The ones on Saturn are pretty hot. The galactic sex party is on one of Jupiter's moods, either on Europa or Callisto. Not sure which one because the aliens never invited me. No, I believe I wrote that <laughs> message drunk. And I was just like, whoa. I, I couldn't respond because I don't think my mind could process it. And then I, I would say I had a good comeback because Pluto is no longer a planet. Remember when we were kids, Pluto was a planet. Now it's no longer a planet. It's not. Which, it's not. And why it's is that? Is it because it doesn't have its own orbit? I mean, it orbits around the sun, right? Is it because of the size? Like, yes. what was that? is that the reason it was the size of it? Yes, I believe so. Uh, is so there's it, moons yeah. on Jupiter that are bigger than Pluto, I would assume, right? Because Jupiter is a pretty big fucking planet. It's a dwarf planet because it did not meet the three criteria of the IAU, which okay. is used to define a full-size planet. It, it contains the asteroid belt as well as the terrestrial planets, Mercury, Venus, Earth, and Mars. Yeah, it's, it's a dwarf planet. Gotcha. I always found the interesting when you remember, I have a book right here, actually, on my bookshelf that I got probably when I was in third grade called Stars and Planets. And do you remember when you were a kid, you'd go to like Bonds and Nobles and it was these small books. They're about this big. They weren't full size books. They were just a lot of pictures. Actually, I'll see if I can. Yeah. Looks like this. This is it right here called Stars. Yes. And they were like small books. And it's kind of like a little pocket guide. It has these cool little like pitches. And like, so, I mean, I, I, I got this book. Let's see. I can tell you it was at least fifth grade because I have my name in it. And oh, wow. Look at we, have a, we have a library in my fifth grade class. And we'd bring in our own books during the year and we put them in the library. And then at the end of the year, kids could or during the year, we, people could just borrow them and look at them. So it was kind of like a cool little system to look at other people's books it has all the constellations in there it's really cool this book is uh well 30 years old at this point right now but it's still a book it's still good i bet it tells you about pluto being a planet though but um i remember as a kid just fascinating with these books and all the planets and i remember the orbits of the of the planets and there's one orbit of a like one of the planets orbits like this way around the sun while the rest of them orbit this way oh wait no dude, you're going into dark territory here that's like the the elusive planet x that Nerebu that they think is out there that orbits oh. elliptically but there's no proof of it and but okay so and then there's like they show like possible paths like in a bazillion years the planets could hit each other because oh, of the shit. oblong path of like say like i think it was like 
possibly Pluto because of its weird orbit. And it's it's directly because of the uh, the gravitational force of Pluto of, of, of uh, Jupiter is is strong, but it's not as strong as the gravitational force of the sun. So every time it orbits Pluto, it gets pulled in a little bit more. But then when it, it get, goes out a little bit, the sun pulls it back and it screws up the fucking planet's orbit. So it has a really weird, like, like oval shaped orbit instead of like a, like a round orbit, just because of how powerful Jupiter is and how of its size. Look at you. Look at wow. you. Right. Still remember that shit. Pluto. I, I, Jupiter is a very unique, unique location. It is. I had a book like that on Bo Jackson, like the one you're holding up. And I, cr- I actually lost the book and I cried because I was in elementary school and I cried mm. because I had to pay the f- because I lost it. Was it a library? And I, to, and I had to give it the money to the librarian. I thought something bad was going to happen to me. Yeah. So I cried. <laughs> oh, here it is right here. This is a little diagram right here. It shows the orbits of the planets and there's this red orbit. If you can see, it looks like it's oh shit! Different. Wow, yeah, that's very that's one of the reasons it's not a planet because it has a very erratic orbit. Yeah, it's just very interesting. It's uh, let's see, it's, it appears in red. Our solar system may be one of millions. It's uh, yeah, it's a very unique book, and I'm and and not much has changed in it. I'm sure my son will have find it very uh, interesting. I did find out something interesting watching the science channel. We're talking about space. Is that the uh, International Space Station is only funded to 2025? Did you know that? Yep. So at the end of 2025, if the governments who are a part of this thing where Russia has a giant half, we have another half. The Canadians are responsible for the robotic arm that travels around it. Um, I know like France, England uh, and Japan have a big part in it, too. If the countries all together decide they don't want to do anything with this anymore, this thing just burns up into the atmosphere. Yeah, like, and parts of it will. I mean, eventually, it's anything that goes in an orbit is in a state of decay. Like it's getting mm-hmm. lower and lower eventually, and it will crash well, or burn up. Yeah, exactly. So they, they were actually talking about that because actually, it, it orbiting is actually fallen. But every once in a while, these boosters push it back up into an elevation. So it's it just so basically when it's spinning, it's fallen. But then the boosters will push it up so it doesn't fall. Like that's basically how it's like it works. But the Chinese have their own, right? I, yeah. I, I, yeah, is- but they've been monitoring that. Our own government's worried because it has, I guess, like a claw. Mm-hmm. It has like an, a robotic arm on it, and they're worried that they might use it to like cripple satellites. So they can pull satellites out of the sky. And just- That's what they're worried about. I don't know if it's our own propaganda. It very well yeah. could be. Remember, we have we we're not exactly we're sketching too. You know what I mean? Like yeah. So I know the International Space Station, it, it orbits below where the satellites were. It's, a, it's an area of the atmosphere that's not quite, it's out, but it's not quite in. And the satellites kind of orbit above it so it doesn't interfere. So it has a kind of a clear path. But anything could go up into space and hit this thing if it's not calculated correctly. Yeah, the amount of space debris that's out there is fucking insane. Like, oh, it only takes like a fucking something the size of a pinhead. Remember, that's going around the Earth a million miles an hour. It might as well be a fucking bullet. Yeah, you know? I think it travels at like 27,000 miles per hour or something. It, it could travel around the Earth in like 90 minutes. I don't know. They, they said the stat. This thing's flying so fast around there. It just... Whoo, I sw- guess, yes, it, it ends the uh, approval ends in 2024. I guess if we did nothing and didn't activate boosters and let it just sit there, it would crash to Earth in 2028. Okay. I don't think they're going to let that happen if the Chinese have in their space station. You, now... I don't know if this is a fact, but do you think they have missiles and weaponry on their space station? I, I'd i have to look into it. I don't. I thought there was a treaty. Okay, like a space. Out, like outlawing weapons in space. I don't. I'm not 100% sure on that. Um, don't. With that, said, that. with that said, though, you think the Chinese really give a fuck about a space treaty? True. I mean, who knows if they even signed it if there is. Yeah. You remember Star Wars had a treaty too, and that worked out really, really good. So, I mean, it was pretty kind of cool that you could have space battles, but we all both, both of us pretty much know the next world war is going to be done on the internet. It's just going to be dismantling people's infrastructures in each country and seeing it's not going to be like men fighting men. It's going to be a bunch of nerds in a computer in a basement shutting down like the, uh, let me say, for example, shutting down a pipeline of a country that really needs it for the East Coast. Similar to what happened a few few months ago. Well, it could be a combination of both. Like, mm-hmm. it'd probably be shut it down and then invade. 
Yeah, I guess if you cripple like gas lines and stuff like that, then people won't be able to go anywhere. So you kind of stuck. You won't be able to really mobilize your your army for an invasion, which would be interesting. Hmm. It's hard, though, for other countries to do that, because remember, everything still technically is everything looks at the U.S. dollar. Yeah, everything. Yeah. So if you cripple our systems, it's hard to do that without it affecting other people's or even allies that maybe your enemy is friends with. Yeah. So, so it's like the it's only tough. thing you have on. So once the United States dollar is worth zero and then it's anyone's gain. Right. Yeah. Although the Chinese do own more American currency than anyone else, which is I found a very interesting. So, yeah, so kind of scary. Yeah. One day they could be like, yeah, I'm going to cash in all my uh, my chips and, and the government's going to be like, uh, what are you going to do? You're gonna yeah, we're going to say, fuck you. <laughs> like, take me to Fort Knox. And like, yeah. <laughs> we'll take you to Fort Knox. Sure. You open the door, and it's going to be like a cobweb in the back. And yeah. be a mouse dust bunnies. Yeah, like an old Playboy from the 60s inside there. And be like, ah, okay. So, yeah, this is what that money's worth that you bought all of that. It's worth nothing, actually. We just print it when we need it, which basically was going to happen. So, because it doesn't matter who the president is, they just spend, 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 spend. It's almost like it's so fucked up because each state is responsible for balancing their own budget. So, no state could go in the red. Yeah. With a, you know what I mean? So like no matter like they can and the government can bail a state out, but like to balance the budget is like a federal mandate that each state balances their budget so they're not in the red. So you don't have bankrupt states, which yeah. is actually a good thing because if a state decide if the country got so bad and states decide they want to withdraw from the union, if not just by themselves, but like in a group, like say like New England, for example, or like say like the Northwest they could do so because they have the infrastructure essentially to be able to manage themselves as a country. There would be some organization that would have to be done, but they kind of have each state is like a mini country in a sense, you know what I mean? But like the federal government can do whatever the fuck they want. Which I, I honestly think before the end of our times, this country was going to be split into probably two, if not four different sections, I think easily. Oh, I don't oof, think, it's an old state. Nice. But I think Canada as well, because there's a lot of Canada, Canadian provinces that don't want to be involved in Canada. Quebec, for example, has been trying to pull out for years. Uh, Alberta, which is a very, very conservative uh, province, um, very much different than the rest of Canada, has actually, there's been talks where it actually wanted to come join the United States and become part of us because of, of the nature of it. So I would see something like that, perhaps, perhaps like certain sections, perhaps maybe, I don't know. This, but, I mean, it's going to get to a point where it's going to be really, really bad. And then every state is going to be looking at each other like, what are we going to do? And like a state like Texas could be like, all right, I'm self-efficient. I'm big enough. I can do this myself. Maybe Texas joins the Southeast Florida and the uh, joining states or whatnot. I really don't know. But like, I don't, now. I just don't think any country could stay. I don't think you can keep operating in the way they're operating. I mean, it seems very crazy. The, the funny thing about Canada, though, is that people always think, oh, it's like it's like America. It's like whatever. it's nothing. It seems that way, but it's not. Remember, their government, they don't have freedom of speech. Technically, you can be tried in Canada for saying the wrong thing. You can. It's possible. Like we have freedom of speech. We're protected by an amendment. Canada does not have that. We don't have that. And we're the only actually country in the world that has that. So I mean, <laughs> if you don't like it here, then there's really no else you can go. Unless you go to take another planet, I guess. I don't know. There is a board that in Canada that determines if what you said is triable. Right? Yeah, absolutely. That does exist. There was a situation where a priest was actually arrested for continuing his services with the whole COVID thing. And they actually came into the station, arrested the guy. And it's because he has no freedom of speech. So you can you couldn't say yeah, there's no there. such thing as freedom of speech. Yeah. But uh speaking of someone who likes speech, let's bring that guest here. Let's bring her in. Andrea. I want to call her Andrea because it's fancy. Andrea. Oh, two first names. Andrea. Andrea. Oh, what's this? What is going on? I'm gonna what? say it's her living that's, room. That's a ceiling. Very nice because you can see where the, the ceiling meets the wall in the car yes. color right there. The paint looks smooth though. I'm not big on the color, but there's no, there's no. Um... Now, is that the top of her head, or is that the top of a lamp that's like at the bottom? Or a chair, something. Oh, it could be a chair. Yeah, it could be that. Maybe a piece of furniture. Perhaps. A sitting mechanism. Yes, yeah. of sorts. There's such a delay too, so she's probably like in the bathroom right now. She's probably like making, fixing herself a meal, and she's gonna it's be. Oh, God. Like, yeah, yeah, because I, 
I think I told her we'd bring her in and we'll quote a pass. So he has two first names. This could go bad. Ah, <laughs> that is true. Does that apply when it, when one's a, a guy's name, one's a girl's name? Or is it just, I mean, that could be a, I know how you feel about the double name or the one syllable name too, right? You're a, that's another thing for you, right? Uh, like three letter names. Three yeah, letters. Yes. Like yes three letter names. I've, I've dealt with a lot of gens in my life and I want to say the majority of them are fucking crazy. Spelled J-E-N, right? Not J-E-N. Yeah, oh, there she is. She's back. She's, she's back. We're going to find out what the hell that was. Until her audio time. is still connecting. I know. I probably actually probably should have sent her a quick little message. She looks like a pillow or a back of a couch. Yeah, it is a pillow. Hey, what's going on? Hello, Andrea. Can you hear us? It says her audio is connecting still. Oh. There, we, uh, there we go. Hey. 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 Sorry, Hi. We gave you like a sneak approach. We, uh, we were trying to we're actually playing a game. We're trying to guess what type of furniture that was that you're <laughs> It's apparently part of your chair. So there you go. That's my, uh, that's my boudoir. I'm recording from bed right now. Ooh, Ooh, hey. Well, at least you, you're dressed. We had a guy a couple of weeks ago who was reporting from bed who looked like he was in his pajamas and he didn't, he never sat up there. And he was laying down the entire time. Like flat down. It was like a pure. Really? Yeah. <laughs> very interesting. Yeah. So. Can I tell you something? I did not have my pants on until probably about five minutes ago because I wasn't sure if it was happening. So, well, hey, listen, the pants thing. I mean, I mean, we we Adam and I don't have pants on. Right? I don't have pants on either, Andrew. It's hot as fuck. So. Yeah, it is hot as fuck. Where are you? Uh, <laughs> where are you joining us from tonight? Uh, I am in Brooklyn, New York. Ooh, Brook Vegas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're in the middle of a heat wave up here in the Northeast. I'm, I'm assuming you guys are hitting it too. Yeah, it's fucking yeah. horrible. So nasty. Are you a native of the New York area? No, I'm not actually. I'm Canadian. I'm from Vancouver originally. Okay. This actually yeah. works out great because we were just talking about Canada about five minutes ago before you brought you on. Oh, yeah. What were you saying about Canada? All nice things, of course. We wouldn't say anything about <laughs> Canada. The North. Uh, we were just talking about how, like, the Canadians don't have the freedom of speech. They technically don't. Technically, I mean, freedom of speech. Exactly. What, what do you mean, Adam? You explain better. Like you can get you can get tried by certain things that you say. Technically, in Canada, because in America, you know, you have freedom of speech. You can say whatever you want. I mean, it doesn't mean there's no repercussions. Sure, sure, sure. But in, in Canada, it's technically not like it's in our constitution. Canada doesn't have that in their constitution. That's oh, I see. I see what you're saying. Yeah, no, you guys are definitely like bigger blowhards for that. Without a doubt, <laughs> which it's can be a, an annoying thing. Yes, Dep- <laughs> depends. Depends on what you say. For sure. So you're, yeah. so you're West Coast Canada. How long have you been down here in the uh, in the states? As you uh, I've been in New York for 13 years. So I think I got my badge or whatever the fuck you get. Yeah. You know, I've stepped right. on a few rats, and I'm, I feel like. I'm a native. Yeah. I feel like if you spend more than maybe a, a handful of years in, in New York, you're kind of you're there. I mean, because I don't know many people that a lot of people will go there for like a year and be like, yeah, not for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It'll break you immediately if you're yeah. not ready for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially a Canadian. I mean, that'll yeah. just throw, chew you up and throw you to the harbor. Dude, I was such a pussy. When I, <laughs> when I moved here, I mean, I moved here when I was 18. I went to college in New York City and like I don't know how many Canadians you guys know, but like we say hi to strangers on the yeah. street and that's like yeah. normal. Yeah. And I would move, I came to here and I'd be like, hi, hi, how are you? And people were looking at me like I was out of my fucking mind as they should be. But like, yeah, well, I got scammed, all the things. New York is a very similar to Bostonians where we have people being nice to us. We're very, very apprehensive because no one's typically nice to us ever. Never, ever says hi. If a stranger says hi to you, you immediately think they're trying to rob you or they're up to no good. Yeah. yeah. That's like a scared kid. Yeah. I'm so friendly. They're so nice. Like, I love Canada. Get me around. I love Canada. I love going to Toronto. My favorite city is Montreal, of all places. Um, I just love it up there. And everyone's so nice. And, like, you go up there and everyone's like, oh, hey, you doing, hey? How you doing? Hey. It's him. You, I'm gonna okay, he's back. He's back. Grab a coffee. Hey. And, and like, it's, it's weird. You got to get used to it. But, like, down here, it's someone's, if someone said hi to me walking down the street, I'd be like, what the fuck's wrong with this guy? Like, why is he? Yeah. Okay. You are so Boston. It's crazy. Your accent is fucking the most Boston shit I've ever heard in my life. It's amazing. I, I was once told I should, I should train Hollywood actors. 
Yes. A lot of them overplay the accent a little bit. And and uh, do you know who does the best Boston accent? And he's not even from Boston. It's Leonardo DiCaprio in The Departed. It was one of the best Boston accents I ever heard in my life. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty fucking good. He yeah. Also, like it was terrible. I feel like the you Canadians, know, um, the Canadians I've met, I haven't had a major sample size. I'm talking like maybe like 10 ever, like mm-hmm. outside of Canada, just here. But like the ones that I feel like the sense of humor that a lot of them have is just different. Like they don't get my sarcasm. Yeah. Like there's like nothing like that. They don't get like the kind of funny dickheadness, like being sarcastic. Oh, no, like no, that. No. They don't understand it at all. Like it's like, no. why would you say? And it's like, Kind of like what Artie just said, how like we're used to like when someone's nice to us, we don't know how to react. I remember even worse than Canada, Iceland. Everybody is really fucking nice in Iceland. Mm-hmm, I got mm-hmm. I remember I was out till like three in the morning and this like group of people, this, these girls like, hey, do you want to come back to our place? Like we're gonna we're gonna cook some bacon and pancakes. And I'm like, Are you gonna take my kidney? Mm-hmm, I was just fucking mm-hmm. weird, right? And this wasn't a sexual thing at all, it was just being friendly. Like, hey, yeah. you come back, right? Yeah. We go back, they made us pancakes and bacon. We went, me and my friend went back to our hotel. It was nice. And um, I ended up going back because I stayed in contact with those people. And uh, they're, they're like, there's the president's house. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, oh, the president <laughs> lives right there. I'm like, the fucking president of Iceland. Yeah, you can go knock on his door. What are you fucking talking about? Where uh, am I? Yeah. And I did. There's like no security cameras, no nothing. Right up on the knock on the door. He wasn't there, but nobody cared. Like, nobody cared. They don't like confidence either. Like Scandinavian countries and Canada also like American confidence is offensive. Mm. Like it's, it's like, why would you be walking around thinking you're so great? It's like, (laughs) it's like a faux pas socially to be that way. Like it, that's, it's, it's embarrassing. I think, I think like what people don't understand about Canadians are very polite. That's our culture because to be rude is like, embarrassing it's like oh who raised you like what are you that's like disgusting behavior and but similarly like confidence and like being like i'm a comedian and people should listen to what i say canadians are like what the fuck what the fuck why would you think that what what yeah yeah Yeah. i would have to say back in the day i did have my way of canadian women when i would go up there and very down for like hanging out afterwards or leaving the bar and going to like go have some drinks somewhere. They were very open and very trusting. Yeah. I found very, very nerve wracking because I was like, all right, am I being set up? What's going on? here? Am I going to be like, is like Dateline NBC going to come here? And like, I'm going to be like, yeah, what are you doing with these girls from the club? Uh, Say they have, have, hang out. We're just being adults doing adult things. So bye. If you do that in Boston, if a girl, if you go to a girl in Boston and be like, hey, you want to go up to that? What the fuck's your problem, guy? What the fuck with you? I'll fucking kill you. Like, I'll call my uncle. You don't want that shit. It's bad news. Bad for everyone. Big time. So how do you, how how, how do I put this? How do you, how did you adapt to New York um, coming from, so Vancouver's a city. Did you grow up near the city or you were like in the birds? I grew up in the city. Hold on. I'm just going to move till I have a little better Wi-Fi. Um, I grew up in Vancouver proper. I, I grew up in downtown Vancouver. Um, how did I adapt? I mean, I mean, a city's a city, but there's obviously different things with the city. I'm glad you put pants on because otherwise everyone would have seen you with no pants on. <laughs> you have the people what they want. Um, how did I adapt? I think I got my ass handed to me a lot. Um, hold on. In the biggest city in America right now, and the Wi-Fi is just struggling. Yeah. All right. It should be better. Um, I mean, I think I got my shit, the shit kicked out of me. You know what I mean? I got, I got mugged. I got ripped off. I got, you know, uh, just I was working constantly. You know, and I think you just fail all the time, and then you get beaten down, and then at a certain point, you just kind of like get into the flow of it you know it's a sink or swim place like you just you just have to take it as it goes and uh that's why a lot of people do leave like i think it's a i think it's a a war of attrition more than more than anything like i think it's a lot of will here to to keep going i agree is that being honest if i'm being honest (laughs) okay for me all right so i'm gonna ask some questions here yes okay for for me to sleep with her Uh uh-huh 
for me to sleep with this woman, do I have to listen to her talk about flat earth? For 25 minutes. All right, I might try to like pull one on and be like, I know someone who believes in hollow earth. Can you two talk and okay. just see if they can duke it out? But uh -huh. no, um, okay. Right, I'm back. Is she hey. on a scale of one to 10 in my mind? Is yes. she, what is she, like a 10? I'm asking you what the minimum level of attractiveness minimum. would have to be for you to fuck someone who's a flat earther. Uh, one. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's, what one? that's what I'm saying. I don't think it's that. I don't think the threshold is that is that high. Andrew, uh, I, I've, I've, it's got to be a six or seven. I've listened to girls say worse flat earth theories, and I've slept. I I know I know that. That's why I'm asking him because he's I mean, like I can't stand. No, he's talking earthers. about him. He's talking about him. For me, six or seven. Yeah, I, I have no standards. I just I just go out there. I just shoot in the dark. I mean, I've listened to girls talk about their horses that they, they had when they were kids. And that's worse than flat earth. Oh yeah, that's that's not... kind of like they groomed the horse. They were like a horse person. Like a horse. what's wrong? What's wrong horse, with a horse girl? Horse person is very odd to me. Like to me, it's like they were talking about their ponies and then the stables and stuff. And like yeah, I'd they're probably kind of what do you sound yeah, like? There are, I'm sure there are a lot of women <laughs> have sex with horses. I wish they were more of a flat earth person. I'm so, I mean, I mean, I've had a person who I went to the house, they had 19 cats. All right. right. That's a smell. That's a smell. You know, um, Adam, you more than three. You're crazy. Adam's seen in an apartment that I went to that looked like a hurricane had blown through it and I st still hung in there. So anything is possible. She'd have to be. Uh, oh, he's back. <laughs> nice. How you doing, Artie? Welcome back. We have oh, you he's doing wonderful. It, it, this my computer's just lovely. My Mac decided it was going to update tonight just for, out of the oh, blue. So fuck. That sucks. That's always good. So are you? Are you the comedian of the two? He's a comedian. he's a comedian. Okay. All right. But Adam. Adam's just a. Just a a man who loves comedy. It's a man with a heart. <laughs> He's the heart of the show. Yes. Yeah. Nice. The, the sweat and blood goes into the show. So now this is funny. So now the headphones don't work. Ah, fuck. So I have no idea where the sound's coming from, but I can hear you guys. Everything's just fire on all cylinders today. Yeah, it's, baby. It's How are things in New York, though, over there? Okay. I mean, I know it's been it was pretty bad for a while in terms of crime and everything. Is it starting to get better? Oh, no, New York's a fucking, we're back in the 80s now. So like, bad, still getting bad, huh? No joke. I mean, oh, sucks. I've been, I was, I did not, I have not left New York since the pandemic. So I've been here like the whole fucking time. And uh, I mean, I don't know, New York's a tough city, but like I've seen, I've been jerked off at like at least four times more than usual. You know, <laughs> the cat calling's fucking out of control. I mean, oh. it's, 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 it's shady. I think like, People fucking you you make people afraid for their lives for like a year straight in a hyper condensed situation. It's gonna go it's gonna go fucking crazy. So we were talking about New York today at work and we're like one of the guys at work I was like, I wanna go to New York. I go, I wouldn't go anytime soon. It doesn't look like things are going really Also, good don't come there. to New York. We don't wanna fucking see you. We're not interested hey. in this bullshit. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, says the girl who's in full makeup right now. <laughs> no, I was like Hi, I'm fucking uh, what's wrong with putting on full makeup? You guys want me to not give a fuck about your show? I can't uh, wear we makeup. It. I'm sweating too much. <laughs> I have the Italian blood, okay? <laughs> no, it's not what so is, much like what does me wearing makeup have to do with your assholes coming to New York? Ah, that's true. It has nothing true. to do with it. Yeah. Unless you, you wanted like, the home you tried for our show, you dumb bitch. <laughs> hey, unless you wanted the homeless people throwing people in front of trains, I'm not yeah. really concerned. You seem very harmless compared to those lunatics on the street. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a it's the toughest one of the toughest places to places to live, probably in in you know, at least the ah, that's not true. There's a lot of rougher places in the United wow. States, but but there's a lot of crazy people for sure. It's a great city. When like, yeah. like I mean, as long as you don't bother people, typically they don't bother you. 
I mean, comedy's fucking fun right now. If I'm being honest, like I don't know how, what it's like. And are you guys open in Boston? Like, yeah, we're knows? we're back to somewhat normal. So all the comedy open mic stuff had starting back up probably about uh, like three weeks ago or so. But it's like a slow progression because still a lot of people aren't really going out. Yeah, they're scared of their own shadow. Some of them. So it's 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 odd. It's an odd time right now. That's just the transition, I guess. You know. I mean, New York shows are fucking amazing right now. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like, I don't know how to, people are so happy to be outside and they're so, there's so much fucking catharsis that like every single show I've been on has been packed. The clubs are fucking so intense. People are so hyped. I've never, I've never experienced comedy like this. It's amazing. So it's good. That to way be- it's really cool. Yeah, because the people who really wanted to do it are still hanging in there, you know? I think it, what it did was yeah. it weeded out a lot of people who really weren't sure it weren't really that good, and, and kind of now it's just like, well, now the survivors have survived, so, like, these are the people who really want to do it, so it's going to be quality, you know? And people oh, just wanna, yeah. People just want to do stuff. They don't want to be, like, indoors all the time, you know what I mean? It's there, like, there was this kind of, like, weird little group of psychopaths, though, that, like, started comedy during the pandemic. Mm. And we're like learning how to do comedy in parks and like under bridges and shit. And Weird. like those people, I'm like, what the fuck? We call them pandy comics because we're like, yeah. they're wow. just their own different fucking breed of weirdo. They just don't know. I mean, stand up is an indoor art form. Like it's, I don't know what you thought you were learning during that time period. Yeah. You were, you were screaming in a park, dude. Like what the fuck? What? I, I, I think they would be better off protesting. And then yeah. doing comedy. I mean, that yeah. sounds more of that idea of protesting and stuff. I mean, because the first time they got to go on stage and they're by themselves with just a microphone and like the dead silence. Their timing's all fucked up. I've seen oh, it. Everything. They Absolutely. go super fast. They don't like know how to hit the punch and wait because they're just they've just been yelling at strangers for like a but, year straight. That's what fucked me up when I, I did a couple of Zoom comedy things and my yeah. time it was so thrown off because oh, yeah. it was such a delay. And you use the you kind of use the crowd to kind of go what direction you're gonna go, and and everyone's everyone's mics were muted. Oh <laughs> and God! I just, like, yeah. And I was like, I can't oh, do this. It's a nightmare. Yeah. There's nothing more humiliating than doing like a full act out in your apartment for like <laughs> five people. It, yeah. Your cat's it, looking I, at you like you're a fucking lunatic. It's like, oh what am I God. doing? Here? Yeah. You're, there's a lot of like Zoom shows where you're like, what am I doing with my fucking life? Yeah. What what has taken me to this point in time? I thought it would be nice because it was like, all right, well, I could do like a bunch during the week and I don't have to leave my house and I don't have to yeah. make an excuse why I'm going out. Yeah. I don't have to do all that shit. And then it's just like you go up. I go upstairs to the, to the studio and I sat there and I'm like, why am I why am I doing this for an hour? Like, what, yeah, what, what, what good is this going to happen? You know, I don't know. I, I feel like people also like I got booked on a lot of these like corporate Zoom shows. Sorry, I'm just grabbing my charger. And like they're hosted by like corporate people like 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 in like businesses and i'm like this is someone like read my credits wrong like confused me for another comedian like they don't they don't know what comedy is and i'm like what (laughs) why are you doing this yeah why is anyone fucking doing this shit we just want to make people laugh i don't want to fucking make people laugh i want to be rich and fucking chill that's that's yeah I want to be fucking adored by strangers and go the fuck home. I'm not a charity. <laughs> I mean, that, uh, at the end of the day, right? It's all madness. <laughs> no, I mean, I fucking love comedy, but that whole, like, I just want to spread joy horseshit that people do. And like, it's about uh, the, bullshit. it's about the craft. I'm like, no, yeah. it's not No, We're all yeah. fucking narcissists. It's about attention. And yeah. yes, of course, like New York comedians want to be good at the craft, but only so that we can be the best comedian out there and be the fucking like king dick of everything. Because as we were talking about a little while ago, they're all backstabbing bitches. Like, yeah, they are. yeah. It's, 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 I mean, Boston. We, me and Adam, know many comics throughout the years who did the show, and they'll throw you under the bus. Yeah, that's what we were minutes. talking about. We were gone. Yeah. Like, they're all like, yeah, they're whining little bitches. Who threw you, you know. under the bus? Tell me. Uh, I don't. Remember, to be honest with you, I don't even remember their names. What? The, like, give me an example. So, like, we would be doing a show, and we'd bring them on, and we'd be talking. Things seemed to be going good, and then we would say something maybe that was controversial or they didn't agree with. Mm-hmm. And then, like, say, like two weeks later, we're supposed to 
bring someone else on and we had scheduled and then they canceled. And then we found out they canceled because so-and-so said, don't do our show because we're terrible human beings. We're sexist pigs and no one wants to talk to us. It's like stuff like that. And then, you know, I noticed examples of like just doing comedy in the clubs and stuff like that. Like um, I had a riff with this one kid who was fucking, he was terrible. He did the show once and I kind of talked shit about him. And then he like, knew all these people had all these mics and I, I was forever just fucking being like blacklisted, like just like just for the fuck of it. And they, they, these kids weren't even funny. It would, the annoying part was is if they were funny, I would be really, really OK. I'd be like, all right, but they're not even funny. They sucked. They're like fucking working at the fucking Starbucks. Remember that chubby kid that fucking used to just rat on the show all the time. And then there was this yes. broad who just fucking hated us because they thought she thought we're, men were terrible and we're oh, the yeah. worst people yeah. on the planet. So. Stuff I like get, that. I get the impression that for some women who have been on the show, when we when we were in a studio, they're surrounded by all guys, and I, I get the impression that maybe their defense wall is a little high, and they feel like they have to come in hot and heavy and start like busting everybody's balls and being like sure. super bitch, right? So automatically their 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 sense is just too heightened. So it's like, whoa, calm down. You're amongst friends. We're chill here. Like relax. Yeah. You don't have to come in like come in like that. Like you know, and they, yeah. they're ultra defensive. Because they feel like they have to perk up a little. That's kind of the impression I get sometimes. Yeah. But I don't know. Adam. Uh, well, Adam doesn't like when we have guests that come in there and stop busting his balls about knowing them. And, and I don't blame him. I mean, yeah, it is. I'm the it co-host. Is. It's like pick on the co-host yeah. because Artie's the host, and it's like I'm gonna attack the co-host to be funny, and I get attacked. It's like what the fuck? Who the fuck are you? Then he attacks him back <laughs> like, like a barracuda. What what's your what's like the least favorite attack? Like what do people go at? What do people say to you that's like gets you the fuck gets you the most? I can't honestly though. It's so fleeting though because once the hour is usually over, it's like I don't really care. It's like it's over and done with. I don't really care. So it's like in one ear out the other. I'm trying to remember who was that kid that was on. He was just talking shit constantly. Yeah, like, I can, then, do you remember? I couldn't remember what he was talking about. But the it was end a of the guy. show, it was fine. He was just busting Adam's balls about something. I don't even yeah, remember. Yeah, because I called him out on him. Like, oh, I see yeah. what it is. This is like the make fun of the co-host hour now. And he's like, he kind of realized he's just like, okay, I'm being stupid. I don't have to do this. We can I can relax and talk like a person, and yeah. I don't have to be on. Like, this isn't comedy hour. We're, we're hanging out, talking, just relaxing. Like, well, yeah. I'll tell you this. I'll tell yeah. you this. Like, when I started comedy, and you know, we've talked about we were just talking about like there's just aren't not there has not historically been a lot of women in the space. So like, I remember when I did uh, Robert Kelly's podcast, like fairly early on, you know, it's me, Robert Kelly, Rich Boss, you know, uh, uh, my friend, Mike Brown, like, I'm the only woman in there. And so comedy, especially like that, like the seller, that type of vibe, you know, comedy from I would say like the Patrice era is like mm -hmm. a lot of those dudes. Yeah. Yeah. There, there is immediately ball busting energy you know it's part of the, the way that those people are funny so i think like i think i came in there trying to match that immediately you know and i think that's probably kind of like what a woman you know you're saying like a woman comes into your space and is like being a bitch or whatever it may be but she's trying to fucking like roll with this okay. is the this is the vibe i want to show you that i also can like fuck with you yeah and she's treating you like a peer you know like like in her mind or in anyone's mind like if i came into a show and the show's history was like we we fucking drag each other i'm like i gotta fucking drag these guys because yeah, that's yeah. that's what it is so i think like people have that view of comedy specifically like we've said like that has is a big era of comedy those are who the big comedians are now in the cellar in new york city that's just like what people think of so i think they're trying to relate to you but I also feel like sometimes maybe if you're less experienced, then maybe you'll just be mean because you are not, you're nervous, you not know, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're nervous. So you just say something like stupid or quickly. Cause you, you don't know what to say. Like I, it's taken me a long time to just like when I go into, and, and you mentioned like, again, there's not a lot of women in, in comedy, like before I go into a space where it's all dudes or it's comedians who are a much bigger deal than I am. Like I have to fucking like walk around the block for a second and like take a deep breath and be yeah. like, these people are your friends. Like they want you to look good. Yeah. Um, because if, if you don't have that going in, shit can go wrong. Like I remember I was listening to uh, 
Doug Stanhope on the bonfire and, and I adore Doug Stanhope. Like he was, he was, I've seen him live many times and he was one of my, my major favorites coming growing up, but like, you know, he came in kind of frenzied and like, he said something racist towards a comedian Yamanika. Like it was an accident. Like I heard it happening. Like he said something, she took it this way. Bingo, Oof. bingo said something weird like Jay yeah. and fucking, um and and uh, oh my god oh my god my fucking fucking up his name big j and dan so dan were trying to like smooth it over because they they fuck with yamanika they fuck with stanhope like sometimes when everyone's trying to riff shit can just go sideways so quickly and it can it can be like oh fuck you misunderstood what i am saying i think that happens more than we think yeah. it does it does, and it's. It, and I gotta say, it's totally a northeast thing, especially with northeast comics, because yeah. that's the way people talk and how they act with each other, and yeah. you seem to adapt to being living in New York all that long. But like me and my buddies and like my comic friends and stuff like that, like when we go out, we just bust each other's balls, to the point where we were down in, um, I think we were down in South Carolina, me and my buddy Eric, and we were just literally busting each other's balls the entire time we're sitting at the bar. Mm-hmm. And a guy goes up to me. He goes, "Is this guy bothering you? Is he your friend?" I go, "Yeah, it's mm-hmm. one of my best friends." <laughs> you guys talk to each other like that? Mm-hmm. I go, "Oh yeah." I go, "Here's the thing: if you're in Boston and we don't bust your balls, that means we don't like you. If sure. you just, we'll just ignore you. We just won't talk to you." And I think New York's the same exact way. If people don't like you, they won't talk to you. But if they bust your balls, it means they like you and they want to kind of just get a rise out of you. And that's the, what they get off. People get off and just getting a rise on each other. But the, I know you understand. There's a, there's a threshold. There's a point where it just becomes like, dude, can you just fucking knock it off? Like, what the fuck are you doing now? You yeah, like I, I've always said, I think there's a, there's a line between like busting balls, like, you know, throwing some quick whips. It, it's funny, but when it's consistent constantly yeah. and the switch never turns off, it becomes, then you become a dickhead. There's a fine yeah. line between ball busting and being a dickhead. Like, that's what I always say. Right. And like, and like, you know, say you're a person who like, like, for example, like Yamanika, like a black woman uh, who's probably heard so much fucking racist shit her whole life. You know, I think like, I think the ball busting feels different there because she's like, I don't know if you're racist shit to me. Like, I don't know you, you know what I mean? So I think it does become a little bit complicated and like, you gotta be cool first Mm -hmm. before you can, do do some shit when people come in hot and not, like they're not fucking cool it's like when a, like someone comes into a party and they're not cool and everyone's yeah. like who's this fuck yes. yeah. perfect the, who the fuck invited this yeah. guy you know who the fuck is this guy yeah yeah, yeah. so <laughs> i i think that's like a huge part of, of co- being funny conversationally or having good conversational flow is like calming down and try like being chill with everybody which is a lot harder than you would think it would be it took me years to to be able yeah, to do that you gotta get used to it. i mean we're, we're, we're talking about like the, we had the person in the show we have so we had this girl on the show once and we were cool during the show and then we did another show so adam and i were guests so we had a we had two guests on our show and then after our show was over we were gonna do this guy's podcast who was also on the show so we were gonna be the guests so the girl came along with us remember we moved to the other side of the studio we went to the other studio we're sitting there and all of a sudden Adam and the girl just start getting into a riff. Like, I don't know. Like, Adam just, like, he hit his, like, threshold of ball busting. And, like, because I don't think she was trying to be funny. She was actually being mean. What, yeah, happened? I, what happened? I, I don't, I don't, that's not, it's like, it's never Adam. Gone, right? It was like, this was like, almost like over five years ago. Okay. So it's yeah. like, I don't, I don't, I don't remember. But, like, I think it started off kind of flirty like that kind mm-hmm. of flirty banter of like poking each other exactly. and it's like okay this is kind of cute mean like but fun you know mm-hmm. you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. right it's like okay. kind of like how a little kid would pick on a girl mm-hmm. at a um you know on a playground as a kid and you kind of pull each other's hair and stuff like that it was like well, there's no physical contact I'm just, <laughs> I'm just making, I <laughs> but like it was yeah in the studio like ripping each other and hitting each other with bats no but like no but like, i literally just, almost got in a physical fight at a comedy show last night so oh shit that's kind of hot actually <laughs> well i want to hear about that guy. in a second but no my story doesn't go but oh. it, then it kind of turned at one point because it just wouldn't fucking say so I, I, I don't remember the line that was crossed at all but like yeah and somebody, I'm like this is me getting like not fucking can we like turn this off now and talk like actual people like it was funny and cute at first can we actually have a real conversation now and it's just like i i wish i could remember are you gonna do that episode out I, I would love to hear what started that. 
Oh yeah, I'll, actually, I'll give you the link tomorrow oh, when you get to work. You can listen <laughs> yeah. to it during the day. I did make a guy walk out. We were play. I used to have this bit called uh, a quote in an urban dictionary, where I would throw out a word from the urban dictionary, a phrase, and you have to try to guess mm-hmm. what it means. Mm-hmm. And this guy was like, "I'm gonna go wait in my car." <laughs> like, really? He was, he was yeah. really offended. Yeah. Oh, no part of it. No oh, part geez. of it. So tell us about so you got into a yes, tip of a girl and a fight. guy last night, which oh sounds like a swingers club dream come true. No, it was such a fucking nightmare. I mean, it was it was a show in a dive bar in Brooklyn. And I don't know. I'm I I fuck with the people who booked the show. There was like really cool comics who I like and I haven't seen. I don't know if you guys this is your experience, but net now like doing stand up again you're seeing all your friends that you haven't seen for like over a year. So I didn't like love the the bar or the vibe of it, but I'm like, I really want to see my friends. So like, this should be fine, whatever. There was a thunderstorm. The show was like poorly attended. It, it was like turning into this kind of shit show. And there are very few audience members, but two of them, like the guy kept, you know, when like hecklers like slowly escalate. So the guy started with like, stand-ups would be on stage and he'd be like yeah that's what i'm saying like he would like yell shit it'd be the show yeah for sure and it would be like and then the comics would be like haha like this fucking guy and then he would calm down but like he got drunker and drunker and then he started just being like i should be on the show and like i'm a poet like not understandable shit um and so like he kept interrupting the comics and then like halfway through it was starting to get fucking ridiculous and I turned to him and was just like, hey, man, like, you got to stop doing this. And he was like, he was like, oh, I don't I'm like, I get that you're like having fun, but like you're interrupting people, whatever. Yeah. And the girl that was with him was like, you don't tell him what to do. And I was like, I actually do. And I am. And, and she was like, well, you don't. And I'm like, but I do. And I am. So yeah. I kind of thought like that was going to be the end of it. Right. Like I figured he's being kind of wild. She's backing him, but like, it's not going to get any worse than that. I feel like often when people are like getting crazy like that, you just have to fucking like give them a talking to and they get embarrassed. But like it got worse and worse and worse to the point that he was like standing up in the middle of people's sets. Then at the end of the show, the one of the co-producers did like three minutes. And then the guy was standing next door being like, I'm a poet and you said that you would give me a spot and you guys are fucking corny and like screaming, screaming. And like the the producer's just like, okay, I guess we're, you know, you know, when it starts to get like tense and people are like, is this going to fucking pop off? Like everyone's like, I don't, it's definitely like emotional what's happening right now, but is this going to get physical? Cause this guy is like standing up and he's yelling and he's interrupting. And so we're kind of all like, okay, man, like, and we're packing our shit up and stuff. And he starts like getting at, at the male producer of the show being like, you fucking bitch, you fucking bitch. You could, you said that you would fucking like whatever. And then like all the, there's like 10 comics here and there's two of them. And we're all kind of like surrounding them to be like, Hey, listen, like there's a lot of us. Like, if you want to fucking go, there's a lot of us. You shouldn't. Like, we're trying yeah, to de-escalate. Exactly. Like, what do you? What the fuck do you think is going to happen, man? Like, there's 10 of us. There's you and your girl. He was wearing, like, a wetsuit. Like, the dude was out of his fucking mind. <laughs> he was with a girl? She must have been was, embarrassed. I, I'm oh, saying he's she, with a no, wetsuit she, on. That's she, not even weird. She fucking, she fucking wasn't embarrassed because, remember, earlier I was like, hey, shut the fuck up. And she was like, oh, yeah. don't She's tell probably him. drunk, too. Yeah. yeah, well, I was just like, fuck, man, this guy's out of his mind. She's also out of her fucking mind, like, whatever. So they're they're pushing and, like, getting physical. They grab my friend's face and kind of, like, they, like, pushed his eye a little bit, like, Whoa. around the edge of the socket. And they called, they, all, they called my other friend a faggot. Like, I was like, all right, I'm getting to the point where, like, I want to fight you. You know what I yeah. mean? And, like, I shouldn't because you're crazy. But, like, you just put your hands on one of my friends. You just called my other friend a faggot. Like you interrupted this whole fucking show. The show was just going to be like chill, us chilling, like working on new shit. And yeah. you're actually like a, you're a degenerate at this point. So That's and fucked up. they were getting like in people's faces. So I 
grabbed the mic stand because we had moved inside to like, it's like a dive bar with a pool hall. I grabbed a mic stand because I'm like, these people are going to fucking weapon. Yeah, dude, they're going to hit, they're going to hit us. They already hit one person. He's fucking getting everywhere. I'm like, I'm grabbing a fucking mic stand again. Like I've been around, I've lived in New York for 13 fucking years. There is a time when you are like, I need to pick up the mic stand. She saw me pick up the mic stand and she was like, oh, you fucking bitch. You grabbing the mic stand. You're going to hit me with the mic stand. And I was like, no, man, I'm not. But like, I will. I'm, I, I will. Definitely. <laughs> for sure. I, for sure. I'm holding it. So like you decide what's going to happen. But yeah. like, I, I think, you know, what's going to happen. So she came up to me and she started, she gra- she tried to grab the mic stand from my oh, shit. Oh, so my now God. we're Jesus. like fighting with the mic stand. And I'm like, this woman is so fucking unhinged that if I let go of this mic stand, she's going to fucking swing at me. Yeah. Um. So like everyone's just watching us like tug of war. There's no security. The bartender yeah. is like this skinny little white guy. Like he's not going to fucking like, stop, stop this. Please, stop. He oh, there's no, I'm like, it's me and this woman, you know? So that's fucking what it is. We keep fighting with the mic stand. I'm super fucking strong. I'm on that Peloton all goddamn day. I am <laughs> do not fuck with trained me. for this. I am this trained for training this. Day. Like, I, oh, I, I have gotten in fights with audience members before. Like you just, <laughs> I'm not a person that you fuck with. And she yeah. was, she was holding the mic stand and, and like in my face being like, you fucking bitch, you fucking bitch. And my friends were watching this and I was just like staring at her. Cause I'm like, I don't care. You think yeah. this is scaring me? This isn't scaring me at all. The more you get you fucking bitch with me, the more I'm going to be stone cold because it's like, I'm not reacting to this. You're not scaring me. I'm not giving you the mic stand. And the more I wasn't reacting to her, the more she started like backing down. Mm-hmm. And so she finally let go of it. But she like reached behind her and she grabbed a pool ball from the, oh. from the table. And I'm like, okay. oh, fuck. So That's either fucked. she's going to throw that at me or she's going to swing at me and hit me in the head oh, with, the, with the pool ball. Yeah. And that that's when fun. I was like, that's when I was like, this is, this is next level shit. Yeah. Like yeah. when I had the mic stand, I was like, I'll, I'll just, I'm going to fucking push you. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it, whatever. Um, no way, lady. She, like she grabbed the pool ball and she kind of like pocketed it. Like she oh. grabbed it and she like she's going to use it as a. Kind of. yeah like as like brass knuckles yeah. yeah yeah yeah. and when she did that i'm like all right this bitch is not to be fucked with like I, I i love a little fucking fight but like that's too much when yeah. someone pockets a pool ball they're gonna be a type of person that's gonna like smash your fucking mouth yeah. in with it so, so yeah did they did they come there for the comedy show or was it just like a, a hostile takeover no. and they were sitting there drinking and all of a sudden a comedy show broke up around them what's I think the latter, I think that they're like, this is a, this is a biker bar in Brooklyn. Uh, it's, it's like okay. a pretty rough spot, yeah. you know? So yeah, I think they were, it was outdoors. So I think they came to like drink and hang out and gotcha. then, you know, and then the guy find, thought that it was his fucking night and yeah. It was, that happens a lot. And I, I had a comic on the show and he actually stole his phrase. He calls it a hostile takeover. He calls yeah. it, you're at a bar drinking and all of a sudden you, two hours goes by and then a comedy club pops out of nowhere in the ambush, corner of the bar. ambush show yeah yeah yes. for sure yeah. and, and i i used to host those all the time at the, one of the bars i work at we used to do a comedy show and then it'd be a bar and then at like at nine o'clock at night families would be eating their tacos and then all of a sudden hey yeah. guys you're here for some comedy that's why people so, hate comedy that's why people are like rough. i fucking hate comedy i'm like yeah. of course you do you're trying to fucking have a meal exactly. i would hate comedy too that's why I like the best scenarios are like having a bar with a little room on the side. So you yeah. have the option to abort the mission. If you if you don't want to be there, you could just abort. You, just, you can just go over here and drink at the regular bar. You don't yeah. have to sit here and listen to bullshit, especially. And then because then you avoid what you had gone through. Basically, I mean, so. yeah, I, don't, I try not to do ambush shows anymore yeah. <laughs> because it's just like I don't I I I'm. I'm good enough at comedy now to not fucking do this. Yeah, like, you know what's up. Yeah, it's, it's not to be a dick, and you definitely have to take like hell shows mm-hmm. as you fucking learn. I've done comedy in a hookah bar. I've done comedy in a church. I've done it in a tiki bar. I've fucking <laughs> done it in the streets of New York City by a bus. Like I've done yeah. all the humiliating shit. But like, fuck, man. At a certain point, it's just like fuck. That's no. enough. 
fuck no. <laughs> yeah. Well, Andrea, we are approaching the end of the show. Sorry for the technical difficulties. Oh, it's early, okay. but That's great. That's cool. Me and Andrea were talking. A great conversation. It was cool. Yeah. It was awesome. That's why I love Adam, because I'm never afraid of him not having to be able to carry a conversation. He's just sitting there for an awkward silence. So he's always... That would have been fucked up, you know, just sitting here like... Yeah, you're staring at me. Talking shit about me, I'm sure. I mean, it's fine. Mm-hmm. I, am I mean, I know I'm easy I on would, the eyes. I would, all, too. But... <laughs> <laughs> you're not flat earth or hot, but you're fine. <laughs> so, Andrea, where can we... Or could they find you out there if they were looking for you? Sure. Uh, check me out at Andrea Comedy 69 on Instagram. Yeah. All my shit goes through there. I got memes. I got thirst drafts. You can see all my podcasts and, and all the shit that I'm doing. And uh, yeah, just uh, awesome. give me a follow for sure. Well, when New York becomes less violent, Adam and I are sure to be in the city. So, yeah, come uh, through. We will find you. In the Came to Boston once way. with a band. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I actually think I might be coming to Boston soon. So I'm Oh, there you go. You well, let us up, know. Yeah. Shoot us a DM and let us yeah. know. And then we'll, well, actually, if you need places to go, I could probably drag you in the right direction, too. So, yeah. Thanks, so guys. we could uh, work something. Maybe we could actually have you live on the show. We are bringing the show live. Woo! To, uh, hopefully in August. We'll do huh? once a month. So we're getting there. Yeah. Good so I'm excited. So, but awesome. Thank you for joining us and um, stay in touch, especially if you're going to come up here and we're going to go down there. We'll talk to you soon. All right, have a good one, guys. Have a good night. Thank you. Good talking to you. Hey, buddy. All right. Andrea (laughs) Allen, she wasn't so bad with girls with with two first names. No, she she wasn't. She was really nice to talk to. She uh, had a great conversation. So too bad not a lot of it got too bad probably not a lot of it got recorded. (laughs) I'll see what happened because sometimes it it takes up stuff. So tonight I don't think was the internet. I think tonight's issue was the Macintosh computer that I have here, the Apple piece of shit. Well, it said it stopped recording. Like I said, this is stop recording. So you probably didn't yeah. get it. I'll piece, t- I'll piece it together. I'm a man of a, of an art. That's why no, I ran really. a little bit late, just in case we lost some stuff. We still hit an hour. So no, she was really cool to talk to. You know, we yeah. talked about, um, you know, the the comedy scene. If it's harder for women to break in than men, you know, um, a lot of what's going on. It was good. It was I meant to tell her, my favorite female comic is a Canadian. It's a uh, Bonnie McGrath and um. She, uh, well, I'm sorry, Bonnie, McGrath, Bonnie, Bonnie, uh, Bonnie McFarlane, and she's the one who actually said she thought I was cute. So she, her husband's Bonnie rich McFarlane. boss, and um, they did this. They, oh, my wife hates me podcast. So they had okay. this thing we could send in your um, stand up. So like five years ago, I sent up my like my demo reel for stand up, and they just literally ripped it apart during the show, and like critiqued <laughs> in the most like hilarious way. But the, the one thing that ended up at the end of it, Bonnie thought I was cute. So. That goes. Canadian women find me very attractive, Adam. I don't know why. They just yes, I, Canadian women and me do not mesh well at all. <laughs> you know what I think Typically, it is? I enjoy talking to her, though. I have a, you know what it is? I think it's my soft personality, but my rugged looks. It's a kind of a best of both world kind of thing, maybe. I don't know. That's yeah. why it that's helps me sleep at night. I don't know. Canadian women, for some reason, Asian women love me. Asian oh, women yeah? have always, don't know. They love you long time. I don't know what it is. I don't know why. There you go. I don't think Asian women ever found me attractive. I, I have a, I'm, a lot, I'm, I'm very friendly, and I had in the past many, many friends who are Asian, women and male, um, on a sexual nature, though. I do not think they found me quite uh, appealing. You know, maybe they thought we, I would hurt them with my, uh, my ethnicity. Oh, no. Jewish women, too, but that's all predicated on a lie because they think I'm one of them. Boy, they misled when they find out, huh? When they bring you home, it's like that uh, scene in Goodfellas when uh, Hank uh, Henry Hill yes, goes to uh, his right. house and he has the yes. cross and she's hiding. She's like, "I told my mother you were half Jewish." And she's like, "I, Henry, I heard you were half Jewish." She's like, "Just the good half." <laughs> um, then later on in the movie, we find out when she's the mother's yelling, "And he lie. He's an Italian." Yes, an Italian. Yes. <laughs> Great movie. All right. Well, that was a show. Um, fucking a. Adam, what are you uh, supporting and plugging out there? Check out that we're on potato on YouTube. I've been editing the same video for over like two months now, and potato. like two months now. It's getting there. Should be ready within the next two months. I uh, <laughs> I look forward to your uh, your your blockbuster video stuff too as well. Uh, yes. Yeah. Did you ever look for uh, Jeff in real life? By the way. No, but I, I, I should. I'm gonna be honest with you, I forgot about it, but I will Google that as soon as it shows up. So Chef in real life. It reminds <laughs> me of the movie that um uh 
fucking who's the guy? No, from... Jeff lives at home. Sorry, Jeff lives at home. Oh, Jeff lives because there's a movie Dan in real life. Yes, with, that's yes, that one's actually really really good. If uh, um, which is facing the office is in there and uh, and Dane Cook's in it and stuff like that. Steve Carell, Dan in real life. That's actually a really good movie. But that Jeff lives movie. at home. Probably just as good. And we'll watch. The thing that, is, so. Dan in real life. It's like that's labeled as a comedy, but the dark comedy. Yes, it was more serious than funny, I thought. So it's it's like one of my favorite movies, not to get sidetracked, is the movie Sideways, which is very a dark comedy, which I find hilarious, but most people would find it very dramatically and sad. So I'm sure, you know, Dan in real life and maybe Jeff lives at home is probably similar. So there it is. So thank you guys for watching. If you watched the show this far, I strongly advise you subscribe to us on YouTube or on iTunes or Spotify. And if you do so, please leave a comment especially on iTunes, it doesn't matter what you say because it, it just, it's an algorithm. You could say oh. we suck. You could say Adam has a big Junos and Adi is a stupid fucking weedle from Boston and we won't be offended. We actually be flattered. They actually took the time to uh, insult us. So like, they care <laughs> very much. So. And uh, that said, we'll see you guys next week. Have a good week. Bye. Motherfuckers. Bye, Bye. See you later. Bye. Thank you.